what would your advice be to them? The number one thing without question that is Sean. Hello. Welcome to the Talking Reality Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to have you, man. Good to have you. So, yeah, Sean, we've got you on to because you're a bit of a um, social media superstar. I lose that. Use that term loosely. <laughs> 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 now, nah, but the numbers, the proof's in the pudding, man. I mean, YouTube, 407,000 subscribers. Yeah, and the 800, they all count. They love them all. <laughs> Don't miss, any, <laughs> Don't Don't miss, miss them. No, I love them all. We know that subscribers count, man. Don't get me wrong. Uh, TikTok, 3.7 million. That's correct. And Instagram, 112,000. Yep, that's right. That's a lot, man. That's some big numbers. It is. It is. And uh, like I say, it's it's a bit surreal at the moment. It's only just kind of starting to kick in over the last few months. Yeah. As we've come out of lockdown and stuff like that, and you start to be in the real world where it's actually real and not mm -hmm. just numbers on a screen, and people start recognizing you in real life. That's yeah. when it kind of hits, you know? But it is quite a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, what well, it is. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of numbers. To be fair, we, we were doing a bit of research and just looking at um, some people who, who you've got, like famous people who've got less subscribers or less interaction than you have. It's like the Diary of CEO, Stephen Bartlett. Stephen, yeah. He's got like, I think, 140 odd thousand subscribers on YouTube. Is it? Okay. And you think this guy's worth 60 million, so he's plowing... And he's a lot, a lot of, money of money into, into that, that podcast. podcast. And don't get me wrong, I love his podcast. It's a great podcast. I love it. Yeah. But like when I see how hard it is for him to get subscribers, and I see that you've got four hundred and seven thousand mm. already, and you're building. Sorry, eight hundred plus eight hundred. Don't forget. My my bad. <laughs> puts it in perspective, doesn't it? It does put it into perspective, man. So, it does. But what I can say is, I don't earn that much money, even though I've got that many more. I don't earn that. No, much no. Money. Well, he, <laughs> no, he, but he, like he made his money pre yeah. social yeah, media. So he, yeah. But. Well, no, he made it through social media, but as a he had a, a business, didn't he? Social yeah. social chain. Um, but yeah, what I want to kind of get into is where did this journey begin? Um, well, I've always had um, a desire. So I went to university in Newcastle, did business, did marketing, came out, did like a job that I wasn't really happy in. And I've always had that inner desire to be in marketing. And I've always had that desire to want to like just be involved in like social media and I don't know why it's just always been something that's interested me and around the time um if you know Mrs Hinch yeah Mrs. yeah Hinch. I know Mrs Hinch yeah so yeah. around that Not sort of personally. time where no but when she was sort of growing <laughs> ridiculously growing, fast yeah. I think she mm. went from like a, a thousand followers to a hundred thousand like a week yeah like crazy um Kat was a massive fan of her and watched literally every single story and a lot of her stories were just really simple things um of her just like showing a home and stuff like that and it got me thinking sort of well what could i do that you know i'm a man of course but what could i do and i came up with this really crazy idea that i was gonna go around in shops that we did every weekend anyway we loved home shopping mm -hmm. so going down dunelms and stuff like that hold on hold on did you really love the home shopping or was it... Was or was this okay, forced? Kat loved the home shopping. <laughs> yeah, I so Kat, coming. Was, so, sorry, Kat. But yeah, so, so no, to carry be, on, man. To, to be fair, no, we, it, was, it was good. And I came up with this crazy idea that we would go around the shops and we would look for certain things that we thought were really nice. Right. And if yeah. they were a good price, we made this new account so nobody knew who we were. We were faceless people. 
and it's a home account and we'd go around shops and we'd take photos of items in shops and be like this item is uh seven pounds in tesco really nice really good bargain you need to go and get it right now like it's just silly like it's the kind of thing and i kept posting them and, and initially it got like nothing like, right i was like oh it's a waste of time it's just silly and then I kept posting and posting and posting and people were starting to like like it. And I was like, okay, well, they're getting comments. On so them, was right? this Instagram, was it? Instagram, sorry. Yeah, yeah this is Instagram. So pre-TikTok 2017. Okay. Sort of 2016, 2017. And I was posting these photos and then it started getting more and more likes every single time. And I was like, why are there people in this world liking photos of this stuff? And What sort of stuff was it? What, oh, what picture, what it, what was so, it this, so it was literally just photos of mugs and furniture <laughs> and... All sorts of random stuff. And it's crazy, but it got my mind thinking of like, well, hang on a minute. There's a market for anything. Yeah. Like if I can take a photo of a cup and get 6,000 likes without having my face on it, nobody knows who I am. What kind of potential would there be? Mrs. Hinchwise, we all know that is mm -hmm. the potential. Then anybody can kind of do it. And there's a market for anybody. And then that's when my brain started to really think about where can we take this sort of thing like you know tried loads of different things um even before that like i dipped my toes in affiliate marketing email marketing and affiliate marketing was the first time i made some money from social media and that was from the home account nothing major i did get fifty thousand followers on that account and don't know how still but a lot though isn't it for posting photos of months yeah yeah it's not bad man <laughs> what, what, what were the like like figures on that anywhere between one and ten thousand every single time for a mug on a mug and mugs why can't we get this for you you're a mug <laughs> you're a, you're you're getting posts on a trp page all the time but we can't get anywhere near that kind of number you, you can't get 10 likes on a topless selfie with a, <laughs> with a gym pump on oh why why are you taking it that way anyway back to why are you taking it that way i get way more than 10 likes come on man come on. 15 carry on carry on man yeah so literally whenever i posted photos of Mugs or cups? Yeah. We call them cups, shall we? Yeah. We'll call them cups. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't trigger call them cups, Let's call them cups. We'll call them cups. Yeah. It would, every single time we get loads of likes, so I just kept posting photos of cups right. and I was gaining all these followers and then I even went to Amazon and got like a little affiliate link of some cups and like people were buying these cups from Amazon and I was like, I, I, I just couldn't believe it and it just opened my mind up so much and sent me on a journey of learning social media in more depth. Yeah. And the more I learned, the more successful that page was getting. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't big money. But I knew that there was an opportunity in social media to make big money if it was done correctly, if that makes sense. So I kept learning and learning and learning. And and then TikTok came along <laughs> and that changed everything. <laughs> really what what changed year everything. was that, that TikTok arrived? Was it 20... When, I'm not sure when TikTok itself arrived, but I was on it in 2019 which was very early that was yeah, quite that, was, that early. was early days wasn't it? it it really blew up in the uk lockdown didn't it march april of 2020 wasn't it, it the blew, first lockdown it, massive, it massively blew up yeah. the big wave yeah that was yeah. a massive wave i think it was the year before that about january time or january february time they just changed from musically i think it was mm -hmm. that year into tiktok and then there was like several months of like it growing and then all of a sudden like in that lockdown it went crazy so there was certain individuals online that i followed religiously talking about it saying you can't sleep on tiktok it's gonna be the big thing and there's me with my little home account posting pictures of mugs i'm like 
How can I make? How can I make? How can, how can I, I get yeah. these mugs on TikTok? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I even started the first the first TikTok. Oh, I don't ever... tell me you put the mugs on TikTok. I did. Did you? <laughs> started with the mugs on TikTok. I did. I did absolutely oh, terrible. Well, <laughs> I did terrible. So it wasn't a great response. Then. It wasn't a great no, response. Okay. No, I was and taking videos. Keep the mugs on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. on Insta. We got fifty k followers on them, baby. <laughs> yeah, literally, like I, I was doing little things i even got to the point where i was like right i can i kind of know this industry now like the mug industry and the home industry <laughs> and i it's took like videos of like home interiors and stuff like that i'd rip home interiors from youtube reformat them into a tiktok video and post it on tiktok and that did okay there's anything special there's yeah. no really earning potential out of it and it was stealing other people's content which was never good um but you know accredited them and that but it wasn't ever something that i could do as a a full-time yeah, person. So I was like, right. I was like, right. I need to do something myself. But I had so many reservations about putting my face to things. I, I just, I was like, do I do it? And then I kept listening to Gary V. Do I do it? Do I do it? And then me and Kat just made a decision one day. Right, we're just going to face the fears and just go for it. And yeah, not look back since. Yeah. So did that? Obviously, we had Cat on. Yeah. Um, and she said that she kind of. I think she said she got into it in 2019. She was about a month after me. Yeah. yeah, so she was after you. Yeah, she did say she uh, let you be the guinea pig. Yeah, <laughs> she did it's, say but, that. But she was the face of my videos, like, yeah. to start with. I would just, I would be the cameraman, just videoing me pranking her, sort of thing. Oh, okay. I wouldn't even put my face on it, because I was more reserved than she was, because I'm naturally quite introverted. And she's quite And outgoing, probably people she? don't even think that, but I really am. Like, mega introverted. Like, yeah. people that know me personally know I'm, like, the quiet one only over the last 10 years or so but as a kid i was a bit more extroverted but over the last 10 years i've been mega introverted well cat said on like the previous episode that we had her on um that you guys get recognized so yeah. do people because in your videos i was saying to nafe before you arrived we haven't met before no. so i said I, I wonder what sean's like is he going to be this outgoing character or like similar to cat or is he going to yeah. be quieter or like we had no idea but through yeah. your videos you do come across as someone who extra yeah mm. so when people meet you do they have that expectation this is what sean's going to be like because we know him through tiktok i think they do and i think what the trouble is when you put on um a character online yeah which is what everybody does by the way everybody's yeah. a character online they're not that okay maybe there are exceptions but a lot of people in the entertainment industry are characters you look at mr beast you look at any they they portray a character you see mm -hmm. mr beast on a podcast he's this very level head like but on a, in a video he's like shouting down this like you yeah know, you, yeah you, you exaggerate your character slightly so i think yes i think people do think differently of you and then when people actually meet you in real life they're like well, actually, you're, you're you're a lot different. Like you're more down to earth. You're more, and we get that a lot. Yeah, like people yeah. would like see us online, and they're like, oh, "I hate these two. And we get this so much, so much. I hate these two. Um, can't stand these two. The most annoying people on the internet. I Hold get on. it all the time. Is that is that on your videos in the comments? Yeah. So we we do have some comment filters on. Um, so we have to. How does, how does that work? Because we only get about three comments, so <laughs> basically we'll let anyone comment at the moment. Yeah, no, two of hate. them are off him. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them are our families or family or friends. So no, it's just literally in the settings. You can just put in certain keywords that you don't want right, to appear okay. in your oh, comment section, right, okay. and it just then you have to approve them basically. Yeah. So there's certain, especially when you've got kids. I think it's I'm very, of course, yeah, very yeah, conscious yeah, of that. Yeah, no, yeah, I respect so. that, man. Um. How how do you deal with that that hate? 
Um, it after, so at the very beginning, it bothered me a lot, a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what, I actually, because everything I did, by the way, when I started, I was trying to cover up all of my insecurities with a camera. Like I, I hate being on camera. Like I, the thought of that camera there scares me. Guys, Even turn now. it off. <laughs> but like, you would never. You, you, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the most. Like it just. It generally like. But I, over time, like I would never have done this two years ago. Really? Never in a million years. Like I was. You, please don't look back at my old videos, but if you do, <laughs> you'll see. Now you know everyone yeah. is going to look back at you. Yeah. They will. They including will. me when you leave. Yeah, I know you will. But you'll see, <laughs> no, you'll, you'll, you'll so see just you... the way I come across. I just, over, it's over a period of time, you kind of just learn to deal with it. Okay. And what I've learned personally is more often than not, when somebody does come like with you with some nasty comments or whatever, they're not particularly in a great place themselves. And I feel like almost sorry for them that they're in that position. So I try a lot to actually reach out to them and be like, and reply to them and be like, are you like, why do you feel like this? And we've had so many people in our comments that are now in our direct messages that have completely different opinions on us now. And we've actually helped a lot of people because of the, the haters actually they might be going through something or whatever and we've helped them mm-hmm. even though they've just commented the most horrible comment in the world yeah. on my video to me if you're doing that there's probably something going on in that person's life and more I, often than not we, we try and help that person i, I feel yeah. a bit sorry for them yeah i think i i think there's probably some truth in that because you know you, you think if you've got the time of day to just be looking at videos just to put out some hate, then that's got to come from within, hasn't it? And there's something, there's something not right. A lot of it's banter. Like there's yeah. a lot, a lot of like certain things. It's like when somebody comments something, and I, when I when I talk about, this, I mean, so when they comment something really bad. Yeah. Like I don't know how, like, but really bad. Like, you know, when you think that's not really okay to say that. Like that's the type of people that. I actually then I try and reach out to them like, are you actually okay? You mean the sort of people that say like like some like UC stuff, don't you? Where people like kill yourself and just that type of stuff. Yeah, just and a really quite deep, nasty. So sinister, isn't it? Sinister. And uh, like, yes, there's basically. been certain people that have said that they would like literally like murder me and stuff like that. Really? Literally, they've literally come out with that in the comments and it, and in my direct messages, and it's it's happened a lot. And more often than not, well, they tried to murder you. No, they haven't tried to, but they comment it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? And it's like what? the way you said that, there, man. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's scary. Like, but yeah. they those ninety nine percent of them, one hundred percent of them, in my case, are actually nice people. Mm-hmm. Just have a bit of a, a, I don't know, they just have something going on, and just helping them. There's been I can count on two hands how many people, yeah, that I've actually engaged with, and they've not been well. So you've actually turned a real significantly negative In, situation into a positive. Yeah, 100%. The whole term of a social media influencer, everybody's got an opinion on it. You know, I think it's got pros and cons. But that there is a really good example of you having a positive influence. And did you know what? Even outside of the people that comment hate, there's been silent watchers right. that watch what we do. And Kat specifically has had more than one person watch one of her stories. And so she's put up a story before um, about a mental health person that deals in mental health. And 
she put up a story like promoting that person like if like you know if, you, if you're struggling speak to this guy and that guy's then messaged cat saying somebody's come from your instagram story and i've just saved that person's life like the mental health coach they obviously didn't say who it was or anything like that but just wanted cat to know that what she did by putting that story up has saved somebody's life crazy, so that, that, that for me that's I don't care. Like, I use the word influencer very loosely, mm -hmm. but even if like anybody's really an influencer, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like if you're going to see a friend and you stop them doing something, you're influencing them to stop it. Like, so even if one person, but the thing is the social media influencers is that you influence a mass market, don't you? Yeah. You hit a mass market. And I think just doing that to one person, I'd say you're an influencer to be honest. Yeah. Do you feel, yeah. do you feel a moral obligation when posting your content? you know, in regard to the fact that you are influencing people. Yes, I, I would say it, it, we would never post anything that would be derogatory or anything like that. Like we border on like clickbait and stuff like that. Of course, yeah. And we trigger people to comment. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, but derogatory wise, yeah, we're very conscious about what we say and what we do. A hundred percent. No, I respect that, man. I think it's, um, it's important, I think, because I think, it's very easy with social media. I think people can lose lose their morals a little bit, can't they? They're so obsessed with <sighs> becoming famous. Mm. How, how important is it to you to, to become famous? I mean, I know that, that it's, it's obvious that it's important to make money. Mm. That makes sense. You know, we talked about that with Kat, and it totally makes sense for anybody. But is it important to you to be famous? Do you like the idea of people recognizing you? I, I wouldn't say no. I don't think it's that important. What I would say, I would say what is important is that I have a positive influence, a positive impact. I'd like to just have a positive impact. Whether yeah. I'm famous or not really doesn't make a difference. But I respect that answer, man. Yeah. I do, and I, and I believe you when you say it. I do, I truthfully believe you. you, you I get that, that vibe from you just from speaking to you today. I only, only met you a few hours ago, but you seem like a very positive guy, and I can understand why people who do post the hate after speaking to you and that's the change their perspective turn turn them around yeah yeah and it's not like it's just what people need to realize like the internet the internet is exaggerated in every shape and form of course, course. everybody yeah. yeah and you can have the most positive like we would for it's another example me and cat when we went through our period of bad nobody would have believed in a million years that me and cat were in a period of bad times because what we do is we post positive videos positive content having a laugh trying to make people's days making them smile but deep down we were the ones that were struggling you know and people need to understand that what you see isn't necessarily what's behind the camera of course do you know yeah how how difficult has that been because you're kind of having a, a relationship uh, like i've seen your tiktoks you post every day um therefore you're kind of having a relationship that is open well the people that are viewing your content feel they probably feel like they're part of it so they can see it what sort of pressure does that come with do you... in terms of making the content yeah and having to keep your relationship together whilst it's, being it's on this constant balance. stage sort of thing there's, there's there is a fine balance yeah. in it because again i want to be careful what i say because i know some certain things like people think that you just create videos it's like the easiest job in the world and people it's actually a lot harder than what you think from if you're not in it yeah you don't kind of i never understood it yeah. i thought i myself thought that oh making tiktoks for a living that's the easiest job in the world i just sit back make a couple of videos and be done with it yeah and it is in an element true but also you get so focused and you're constantly trying to be original like trying to think of because 
I think there's two types of creator. There's one that documents and there's one that creates. And we have to kind of create. So we're always trying to think of what to do next. Whereas like someone that documents, like you just video what you're already doing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't take that much mental capacity to document. Still hard, don't get me wrong. But when you're creating and you're constantly thinking about it, I, I, I go to bed and I'm, my head is just going like constant round and round. Like what can yeah. I do tomorrow? Because it never stops. It never stops. You always have to think what's next. And you always have to be ahead of the people that you're up against. Does that course, have an impact yeah. on, on your like your day-to-day -day life? I, I know you say you go to bed and think about it, but I mean in terms of um, when you're sat, I don't know, at a family meal or something, mm. are you able to sit and enjoy the moment? Or are you, are you sitting I've there? Learned, I wasn't able to. I've started to be able to learn that. Um, I used to be terrible. And Carol, I'm not sure, she, I don't think she told you, but I would be on my phone everywhere couldn't help it it's like a, it's, it's like an addiction slash need mm -hmm. to be on my phone looking researching finding new stuff like it's so that like, gets you mentally like you're addicted like it's like an addiction you can't physically stop but now i've learned to just put the phone on silent turn it off whatever and just leave it in your pocket and as hard as it is after time it does it, it does get easier <laughs> but it's interesting because so <sighs> talking about Stephen Bartlett's podcast, um, he had a guest on not that long ago called Johan Harry, who wrote a book. I don't know. Are you aware of who he is? No. no he's, he's, um, he's an author. Um, and he recently has released this book, and it's about how he believes that we have um, a crisis in the world right now with our attention span. Mm. No one can pay attention to anything for longer than, say, I don't know, 15 20 seconds yeah and then they're looking for the next thing um and how social media has just is creating a negative world in that sense um I and can that, understand it and that people can't focus mm. so you know you think about you know somebody who's young enough to be doing their gcse exams now that, that i think in his book he digs into how much how much um a child maybe 10 15 years ago could focus whilst doing an exam as opposed to how little a child can focus now. And I think you sitting there and saying that the, addic the addictiveness that you feel as a content creator, mm. so you're not even someone who's observing and watching the content, but you're the one creating it, mm. right? And you feel that level of addiction. Do you think it's a big problem that that addictive sort of quality that, that comes alongside social media? I'd say probably it is. I'll probably have to agree because it's not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily healthy to be having that need. And it's like a dopamine hit, isn't it? It's it like, is, you look yeah. like, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's dopamine. Like I, I, even now, like I wake up in the morning, like I'm guilty. I wait, the first thing I do is look at my phone and I know I need to stop it. I know I need to stop it, but I can't. Do you know, do you know what I think it is as well? Like I, one thing that really fascinated me whilst going for university, right? There was somebody on my course who used to constantly speak about our graduation. They were obsessed with the idea of our graduation, which is great. It's a, it's a fantastic day in anybody's life. But when I dug deep into why they were kind of looking forward to it, a lot of why they were looking forward to it was the social media posts they could post afterwards. And it wasn't about that actually in the enjoyment of that day with their family and their peers. It was about, Likes. can I show people my achievement? How many likes and comments can Flexing. I get to this? Yeah. But it but it's actually I, I think that's one you know one really negative point of social media that it it can it's great to document our successes mm -hmm. but I think there's a real fine line between document your success and kind of 
just forgetting the moment, being lost in the moment. Put it this way. Yeah. We just went to the Brit Awards, didn't we? Yeah. When Ed Sheeran comes on stage, mm -hmm. what does everybody do? Check their phone. Like out. so, cameras out. Well, Every phones. single person mm -hmm. in that entire arena had their phone up videoing it, myself included. And I'm spending more of my time watching Ed Sheeran on my phone, making sure I've got my phone on the right spot than I am actually watching Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you're actually missing the performance. I'm missing yeah. it because I'm trying to record it and I'm like, it doesn't, yeah, you're completely right. It doesn't it's, make any it, sense. It's, it's, it's interesting. a fine line. It's interesting. I'll tell you what, I am going to put a link in the comments um, to Johan Harry's book because it's absolutely fascinating and mm. I really think anybody should read it. Mm. Yeah, one question I want to ask you though, Yeah. right, so we, we want one of the ideas we want to get to with this podcast episode is if there was somebody who wanted to not replicate your success, but is interested in becoming a, a YouTube star specifically. Mm -hmm. And let's say they're, on, they're at day one, right? They've got a piece of paper in front of them. They're making their plan. What would your advice be to them? The number one thing without question of doubt is why. Your why is the most important. Great, great, great first point, actually. Yeah. Very good first point. The, the why is everything. You need to know exactly what you're doing, why you want to do it to be able to put that plan together. So for, for my why is to entertain and help people just have a laugh. Yeah. Like that's my why. And then I work backwards from that. How can I do that? So the number one thing would be why. If we want to talk strategy, what kind of angle do you want to go at this strategy wise? So everybody should have a TikTok account. There's no, if you, if you want to be a YouTuber, you need, uh, strangely, you need, I would say you need a TikTok account. If you've got nothing right now. Because it has the most engagement. Exactly. So if you have zero followers right now, you have, and you want to be a YouTuber, TikTok is by far the biggest opportunity of our lifetime. Like it, I highly doubt something is amazing could come along it's absolutely crazy mm -hmm. like you look at instagram back in the day when it was photos and people got instagram famous the reach on tiktok is way more it's way more you can post a video today with no followers and get a million views anybody why do you think that is is that down to the algorithm is it down to there's more users on the app what is Both, it i would say the algorithm is by far the best algorithm that there's ever been okay. like it rewards anybody like it doesn't just reward in like already established people. It looks at how long you've watched the video. If people like the video that you've just put out, it will show it to more people. And it is incredibly targeted as well. So let's say, for example, um, you make a video about making money, how to make money online. You post that video, it, the, the algorithm from the second you post it is going to know what that video is about. It's going to know exactly what you've said in that video. And it will look for people that it already knows likes that topic. And then it will test it literally, quite literally, test it to people that it thinks will like it. And if that's proven right, it will just keep showing to more and more of those types of people. And that's why anybody, that's why the why is so important because mm -hmm. you need to know what you're going after. Like, and the, that algorithm will take care of everything. It will take care of absolutely everything. It's so powerful. So, Basically, if you want to become a YouTube star, get, so that, get TikTok. That, number one, get the attention. So, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> number one, get attention from where you can get it. Yeah. So transfer that then. Obviously, if you're making the TikToks, you can post them on YouTube Shorts. Yeah. So YouTube Shorts is a new one. Um, I was on that last year, January time, when it was only in India. So only people from India could actually watch my videos. But I was on it anyway because I knew 
the second that YouTube goes oh, on YouTube Shorts, you were yeah. on that before it came out in the UK. Yeah. Wow. Even okay. the US, I was on it because I just knew that if YouTube are going to viral, uh, if YouTube are going to rival TikTok, they're going to be a big player because they got the money. Hundred percent, man. It's yeah. Google. Like nobody beats Google. And does that come back down to having the like a short attention span because? People yes. tend to flick off a video if it's longer than like what, like well, five, ten do. seconds. We all do, to be honest, don't we? Yeah, it's very rare. You, you sit there if, if you see it, you'd rather watch a fifteen-second video than mm -hmm. a four-minute one, wouldn't you? Realistically, and you can literally cram in a thirty-second video. You can probably cram that four minutes into thirty seconds if you wanted to. Yeah, you can. Yeah, the you key point, chop it up. You can. You, you can. Yeah. So, so step one is find is, is why. Step one is know what you want to post and why. Mm -hmm. I would say. Go on to the places where you know you can get reach, which is TikTok, Instagram Reels, and YouTube Shorts. You can use the same video that you post on TikTok on YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels. So you can just post it on all three. Can I just ask you a question about YouTube Shorts? Yeah. So we started trying to make some. Can you only add music to a YouTube Short for 15 seconds? I believe so at this stage, yeah. yeah. I think that is the case at the moment. YouTube, you need to sort that. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Uh, it is uh, it's so, so early in YouTube Shorts. Yeah, no, I, I, you can see that. So you can see that, that when, yeah. you try, when you try and make the videos. Yeah. Like with TikTok, God, you can do almost anything on it, can't you? So I was on YouTube Shorts when YouTube Shorts wasn't even on the app. It wasn't even there. And to get a view as a YouTube Short, you had to put hashtag Shorts and hope that it would somehow get into the shorts section of youtube it was pure luck and i've watched how it's progressed and i've been like i say i've been on an adventure of learning like i've still yeah. learn even now i'm always looking what's next and just youtube shorts is just i'm pretty sure it's going to be massive do you reckon it'll be bigger than tiktok hard question to i, I don't mm. i don't know but i what i do believe I would say yes. And it's a big big call, man. I would say yes. Boom. And the reason I would say it is because as a creator myself, if I'm going to post on YouTube Shorts and get subscribers, I can then post longer videos and monetize them and YouTube will share X amount of their ad revenue with me, 40% of their ad revenue with me. And I've got the subscribers there in the background so I can get my audience through Shorts and then monetize them through my long videos. I get an audience on TikTok. There's no way that revenue-wise, they can't share any revenue because it gives. There's a pot of money that once it's gone, it's gone. There's no there's no ads on TikTok as such. Like pre-roll, you know when you watch a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammered with ads. ads. Yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of companies bidding on all these YouTube videos. I'll pay X amount dollars for yeah, each view. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. YouTube actually share that revenue with you, whereas TikTok don't even have the pre-roll ad to be able to share it with you. They just TikTok got, will introduce that. YouTube Shorts might be very soon. <laughs> be careful when you air this. <laughs> yeah, no. So I think TikTok, uh, YouTube is going to be probably the first people to do that, which makes sense that creators that are taking it seriously might want to think about going to YouTube Shorts in preparation. Oh, we're hammering YouTube Shorts, man. <laughs> it's going to be It's, it's, it's the way forward. Big. It's going to be big. What, you've, what we've seen over the market, obviously, like, Facebook, Instagram, they're all losing traction to TikTok. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, saw, I saw an article about it today. Like TikTok just seems to have just completely changed it's the changed game. It's changed the whole industry. Well, it, well, Insta tried to change their algorithm, didn't they? To Instagram are actually rebuilding. I've seen an article. They're rebuilding the entire app to focus on short-form video, which is another you might want to get in there just in case they actually are a competitor. It does, it does make sense. You just need to be everywhere. Like, you just need... 
my, my the way you grow an audience, in my opinion, is you focus your content on where the attention is. And the attention right now is all in short form content. I wouldn't necessarily worry too much mm -hmm. about long form. I would post long form if I'm just starting. I would post the long form videos, but I would have two separate channels. So I would have a long form channel and I have a shorts channel because what you'll find, and this is very important, with a shorts channel, I explained this to you briefly earlier, with a shorts channel, every video you watch when you're in shorts, you have no choice but to watch it. You don't click a video in shorts and be like, oh, I, I like the look of this one. It just generates a video. Every time you swipe, there's a new video. So like reels and like similar reels. to reels. So it's just it's assuming that you're going to like each video, but you okay. might not. And the difference with long form is you look at a title of a video and you look at a thumbnail of a video and you decide whether you want to watch that video or not. With a short, you have no choice. They just show you. So what sure. happens is you grow an audience on shorts through people that had no choice to watch your video. They might have enjoyed it. They might have subscribed, but they had no choice to watch that video. And the, what what's shown dramatically with myself, with every single creator, even the ones I spoke with just recently, mm -hmm. turning a short form viewer into a long form viewer is near impossible. It's near impossible because it's totally too, it's too different. It's just two different things. They followed you and subscribed that because to you because of your short video. Yeah, is that because it's not, it's kind of not organic. If because if they're looking for short, short form content, they've clicked on that. They wouldn't have even clicked on it. That's the thing. They would have just they're in. They're watching some shorts and it's come up and randomly come on up. like the yeah their version of reels. So, so do you thing. make any long form content on YouTube? I've made a couple. We made we made a few. Um, the one that we did most recently got like forty thousand views, which is good. Mm -hmm. It's not bad at all. We did that on Cat's channel actually. Um, it is good, but. I fell into the trap and I wish I didn't. Right. I wish I'd made two separate channels. I would have kept my main long form content on a separate channel completely. And then what I would have done is I would have built the shorts channel up and then I would have used that network of people to direct them to my long forms to, to give them the choice if they want to watch it. And if they did and they went and subscribed to my long form, I've got an actual viewer that I know is that interested because what you'll find is out of the, 407,800 um, of those, I guarantee only about 2% of them would be interested in watching my long form because they found me through shorts. Really? You reckon it'd be that low? Mm, 100%. And what you'll find is with the long form, people engage with it so much more and you get much more of a loyal fan base. Oh, yeah, from you a definitely long -form find video. that. Yeah, like. I do get what you're saying. So so another example, this is, this is the absolute key. So I make a video, whether it's TikTok, Reels, or YouTube Shorts, whichever, I make one video and I gain 300,000 followers in a day. How can all 300,000 of those people really care that much about me? They, they followed me because they liked the video, but what's the chance of actually coming back and watching one of my longer form videos or something else that i've yeah, done minimal it's yeah. very minimal so the, the the art of it from i i think is to build that up keep yourself relevant all the time in the short form and to the point where you've sort of transferred them into it's uh, like a funnel so you transform them from oh they've watched you for the first time and they followed you now you need to like nurture that fo like follower to make them more engaged in your life and watch the longer videos that's how that's how I So work. eventually they're committed to So eventually to... they they buy into your content yeah. and you want to funnel that through cuz if you just get all of them on your long form channel it's going to mess up your analytics a little bit as well like because 
your click-through rates are going to be low. So if you've got 400,000 people and you post a long-form video and they display that to a percentage of them and only 2 3% actually click the video once they've shown it, YouTube aren't going to recommend it any further. Yeah, no, I get that. Makes sense. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's all down to... So would you say about like building uh, the following, have, having a wider following is is crucial in terms of like... So you're, you're saying like if you have people watching your shorts... Mm-hmm. Your end goal might be to get them on onto long form content. Yes. So the the more you can get it out there to those people, and then funnel it down, and then get people actually like in the case of YouTube, it would be a subscription. Yeah. Um. What? How? Like? How would you approach that in terms of getting them to convert? So the way I've done it without it doing it naturally if you see what i'm saying yeah so you can you can grow it naturally you can post your long form and you can use keywords and stuff like yeah. that to find an audience online based on what they're searching for and that's a good audience to have right. really good because they've been searching for your content they found it and they subscribed the way i would do it is i call it like a bit of a growth i i told you like my you did, growth yeah. pack strategy so what i do personally is i get as much attention as i can which comes from shorts obviously and short form content get as much attention as possible get them to follow and then get to a certain point so that once you've got an audience that are following you that's an organic reach for you to be able to then nurture that audience into a converted subscriber or whatever so for example i've got 3.7 million on tiktok i can i'm in the process now of i don't need to do my little growth hack strategy because i've got enough followers to try and nurture them into a loyal fan base. So I'm in that process now of converting as many of those people. I'm not really worrying about growing anymore, if I'm honest. I don't have like a, a follower goal. I, the, the followers mean having, I'd rather have 50,000 followers mm. that absolutely love the pants off of us and watch everything we do and love us so much that they just keep watching than have 5 million and none of them really care. And it's very, it's, it's actually quite easy not to get 5 million, but it's easy to get a large number of people to just follow you. And they just sort of dip in and out when they want rather than... You can literally make a video of mm. anything, leave it on a cliffhanger and say, follow me to see the result. Yeah. But they're not really following you. They're following to see the that next, scenario. The next video the and next then... Video, to that's see how it. that yeah. story ended. Yeah, that makes sense. So I use that. I use that from at the very beginning, that strategy of doing a prank for example on cat and i'd be like leave it right to the point where i'm just about to do the prank and then be like cut it off and be like if you want to watch the video follow me for that and naturally they're going to have that urge to be like they have the urge, we need like, to see oh, the next part of profile, this yeah. they haven't seen the result and they're yeah. like oh i've got to follow him now yeah so, and then they wait and they wait and they wait for that video to come out and then it comes out and they watch it but that might have been the only reason they followed me so then my job from there is to convert all of those new people that have followed me into actually wanting to watch my content so further. keep keep them engaged keep them and engaged, then get them yeah. to commit that makes sense um at what point like in terms of followers what sort what sort of figure did you get to where you thought actually now now this has become organic because we got the same people like in the uh, like in the the videos and content probably about a million a million yeah you start to see the same sort of people you recognize names yeah. that are like always there there's like there's a lot. But was that always... was that the point when you stopped the focus on like the growth hack? 
Yeah, so I would go through stages. So if you, I wish I could get a graph of like my growth. I'll, I'll have to find it for you. I'll send you a screenshot of it. And what you'll see is like it goes off rapidly, really fast. Mm-hmm. It'll level off for a period of time where I'm just kind of nurturing that audience and really trying to engage with them, like replying to their comments and stuff like that, just as much as I can, making content that they actually want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll go for another growth pack and I'll grow more. Like I'll get 500,000 in a day. Like I know it's crazy, but that's just what happened. And then I level that off again. I'm like, I don't need to do that anymore. And then I'll grow them again. And over, the, I probably won't do it again for a little while now. But over a period of time, what I've noticed is they're all starting now to like watch it repeatedly. So I can like I can post a video now, and I'm fairly certain I'll get a minimum of a hundred and fifty thousand views. How does that, um, you know, obviously you've got big numbers on all your social media channels. How does that convert into money in the bank? Brands mainly brands and affiliate marketing actually it's a way of affiliate marketing so i've got another account it's got 2.2 million and that one is literally i just post videos with a mid-roll ad that it's just affiliate marketing link and every time a user downloads an app for free they can download an app for free but i get paid a fee for it and i can get four million views a day so you can imagine that fee times quite a lot of downloads <laughs> yeah when you put it into percentages you could make quite a bit couldn't you yeah so is that where your your money most of the money's coming from is through those is through that, that i would say to be fair only up until the last three four months where i signed with an, an agent that's looking after my brand deals and stuff like that my sponsored posts 70 percent probably came from that and that account had way less followers and it's actually grown believe it or not by posting ads every single time i posted it I've gained 2 million followers by posting ads every single video. Has that, has that been a game changer for you then getting the management in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got more opportunities out there for sure. And I can start saying no to things now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, maybe a few months ago with the TikTok shop, for example, I would have done it because I had to or wanted, like needed to do it sort of thing. Um, but now I can say, I start saying no to things because like I don't need, I don't if I'm not comfortable doing it and I don't want to do it I won't do it anymore yeah because I, I have to at the end of the day I have to put roof over the over our heads you know so there's before I would do things that I wasn't really happy with doing but I would do yeah, it yeah 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 makes um, sense but yeah finally at the point I say no I can yeah, say no <laughs> one big thing that's obviously happened you mentioned it briefly but you went to the Brit Awards I did yeah how was that how, how did that come about it was out of nowhere. Me and Kat, was, I was sat at the table in the kitchen. Kat was on the sofa. I was on my laptop and my phone buzzed. And it was from YouTube, for a WhatsApp message from YouTube. And it's like, we'd like to formally invite you to the Brit Awards. We are the digital partners. And I was like, it's probably a spam message. I looked at it again. It was actually from my partner manager at YouTube. And I was like, Jesus, I... Cat, we've been invited to the Brit Awards. She's like, what? I'm like, no, we genuinely have been invited. And I, she just literally came out of it because YouTube Shorts, specifically Shorts, were the digital sponsors of the event. So when you look at like the backdrops and stuff, you'll see YouTube Shorts logo. Okay, on there. yeah. Oh, right, okay. So they were sponsoring it. So they just got all their YouTube creators, invited them all in, did a bit of like collaborations and stuff beforehand, which we missed because this Uber was late. So if you're watching this, then it's your fault. <laughs> 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 we missed that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Really good. It was kind of surreal. Like to just... Did you meet anybody? Met, I mainly met other creators more yeah. than anybody else. We yeah. didn't get to kind of meet the stars. They were all on the tables, you know? They were like down right at the front. And just, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. 
We weren't that. We're not that level yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, is it, is it a goal to get to that level? Uh, not necessarily as a singer, but I would say I would like to. I'd like to just as long as I'm being like positive impacts. Like I think I'm happy regardless. But I wouldn't say no to being as big as possible. Yeah. Is your end goal to remain on these social platforms, no. or would you want to get into TV? Or no, I I want to come out of it eventually. Yeah. It depends though, because like obviously we're in a. A, an era aren't we where everybody wants to be a youtuber that's right yeah literally all you ask any any kid what they want to do they want to be a youtuber so like mm. if like tommy or leah want to do it it'd be nice to be able to like slowly transfer it over to them sort of thing so i don't know i would say as they grow older i would kind of like when a plumber passes it on to their son yeah yeah, yeah. and if they if that's because that might not be a thing we've got the metaverse coming and all sorts like you don't the know the metaverse coming. is coming that's yeah. right so we don't know what's coming. All so right, when they're out, older, man. Don't get him started on the metaverse. <laughs> don't get him started, man. Come on. But no, like you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I personally, if it was just me, I wouldn't want to do it forever. Um, I want to sit back and relax a bit when I'm a bit older. I want to. <laughs> I don't. I can't see myself yeah, no, no, okay, doing yeah. what I currently do in ten years because it would probably be a bit weird. Yeah. At that age. <laughs> <laughs> I can well, only mean, just about well, get away with it now. It well, that's, that's the thing. Like, we've seen YouTubers become podcast hosts and then some you of them are getting it. on TV now. Like I saw ZZ Mills is like, she went from like a sort of podcast setup to having well, a man. channel four show. Mm. There's a few others that have done that sort of thing. I would, can definitely see myself carrying it on in a different format. Yeah. Would that interest you at all? Yeah. I yeah. Would say that in a way of educating people. Yeah. So I've currently, I've been pondering for a little while about doing something like how to help other people on social media. Cause there's a ton of knowledge that I sit on that I could probably share with people. I just make a YouTube channel out of it sort of thing. And if that worked in the future, that I could see myself documenting that more than I can see myself doing what I'm currently doing. Okay. Um, but that as of right sense, now, man. as of right now, I'm just, I'm still, le- there's still a lot to learn. I think I'm, I'm early days into it. I'm only 18 months. Yeah, man. Well, still, maybe a bit more, two years. Still early doors, yeah. I think we're in a great time for the individual. Um, it's given people a lot of power. And I think as long as people are doing something positive, that's um, the key that I you're know, doing yeah. and trying to make people laugh and boost their mood i don't think there's any 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 issue with it really yeah. i'm going to subscribe to all your stuff man because oh I've really, thank you <laughs> i've really enjoyed uh speaking to you today and i get a feel that you're really trying to do something positive yeah with your platform thank you very much that is the aim yeah it's been a good a good insight and i think um people that are looking to start youtube can take a lot of benefit from this as well 100%. 100%. You've taught us a thing or two. Just as, that's why I'm, I'm happy. There's so much. There is literally so much. I wish I could say more, but there's yeah. just literally, I'd be here for hours talking about YouTube. I could sit for hours and hours talking well, you're about You're not YouTube. leaving when the cameras turn off. <laughs> that's fine. We want a structured plan. <laughs> now, it's been a pleasure, though, man. And I really appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing some of your story. Um, I feel like a lot of people could get to know you, get to know you a bit more from, you know, what you're like on your your own your TikTok and that sort of thing. This is mm. kind of like the the real Sean, I guess, because yeah. you know some of that's got to be dramatized, as you've said. So yeah, yeah, it's been really positive. I um, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you could give us a like, uh, subscribe, <laughs> uh, give us a follow, that'd be amazing. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Talking Reality Podcast. Thank you. There thanks, you guys. Go.